everyone, this is scriptwriter Steve. Today is December 12, 2020, and this is my second podcast for the day. Oh my God, I am getting a little tired here because it is late tonight. And I told you I would be here, so here I am. So we're not talking about barbecue, we're not talking about movies. It's scriptwriting Saturday, so everything we talk about is has to do with storytelling and screenwriting. So if you caught my first podcast, we were talking about the type two helper personality, and now we're going to be talking about the type three achiever. And you can follow along on my website if you want. Just go to scriptwritersteve.com and then navigate to the menu that says Storytelling 101. You find your way down to step one, intro to the Enneagram, then scroll on over to the nine person personality types you need to remember, and then just click on Type 3, The Achiever. So you'll find a link on that website, or on that webpage, I'm sorry, I keep saying website, I mean webpage, and you'll find a link to this podcast. I'll put that on there right after I'm finished recording. And um, what I'm going to do, like I did for my Type 2 personality, um, basically I'm just going to read along, and then I'll improvise. So you'll find a lot of things. If you listen to my podcast there, and you read along, you'll find that I go off on a tangent. I just got to do that because, you know, that's what people do when they start talking, right? And um, I'll try to explain things further than what is actually on the webpage. So, so um, it's really good. Like, people have enjoyed it so far, um, following along while I read along and then following my, I guess, my thought process as I just go completely off into another world. So, um, anyway, uh, hope to see you there. Um, I'm going to take a break right here so I can pay the bills, and then I'll be right back, and I'll start reading to you, okay? Alrighty, I am back. How do you like that goat sound effect? I thought that was pretty funny. It has nothing to do with the Type 3 Achiever, nothing at all. I just, I just had a good laugh. That's all. I just really had a good laugh. So I'm going to start reading on this, and again, I'm going to go off on a tangent, and I don't know when I'm going to go off on a tangent, but um, you just have to bear with me. So if you follow along on my website, that's cool. If not, I'll keep it interesting, okay? So here we go with the Type 3 Achiever, okay? So they're called the Achiever. That's their nickname, and we like to put the word compulsive in front of every description. So they are the Compulsive Achiever. So they have to win, they have to get the trophy, and they have to get it because they want to look good, all right? They, that's really important for them, to look good while winning. So it's not just winning, got to look good, okay? Got to look good. So, so hold on. So what's under the hood here? So if we want to, if they're like a car, we're going to peek under their hood now, right? So what powers a Type 3 is very impressive, from the engine down to the paint job, straight to the wheels. The entire damn machine is a work of art. It's spotless, showroom ready for friends, families, and strangers to enjoy. And to sum it up, threes work hard, they win trophies, and look good while doing it, and they want you to notice. So here's what Deion Sanders said. He said, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. And if you play good, you get paid good. That pretty much sums up the Type 3 Achiever, by the way. And I really like Deion Sanders. He has a way with words. And by the way, Type 3s, hmm, they have a way with... They are so charismatic, likable, and they know how to put words and jokes together. I mean, you just love them. You just will love a Type 3 because they're fun to be around and they love, they love to entertain. So, yeah, you know, the life of a party, you know, and everyone just you know, gathers around that one person... 
more than likely they're a type three. Now, a little difference between a type one and a type three, because you know, type ones, people will gather around them, but a type one will always talk. They're kind of a complainer. They're really a complainer. So when you hear them talk, they complain more about things. The type three doesn't really complain. They just love to just talk it up and talk about their, themselves most of the time, to be honest, like talk about all their achievements, their stories and everything like that. Okay. So a little big difference there. Okay. So back, back to my reading here. So, so what are the key ingredients of a type three achiever? Well, number one, they're a hard worker and they're often a workaholic and they, they have a difficult time balancing work and life. And they can be very obsessed with success and accolades, and they can require constant praise or validation. They're very charismatic and charming and highly likely to be agenda-driven more than any other personality out there. And they're often, very often, image-oriented. So <laughs> YouTubers, influencers, Instagrammers, right? Those people, all right? <laughs> Those are more than likely your type three achiever. You know, the people who are, they have to, when they go to the gym, they have a nice body. They have to take a picture of themselves working out or tell you what, tell you how great their vacation is by like checking into that place and videotaping like, look at me, I, I'm over there in Hawaii, right? Look at me, I'm in there over there on the beach. That's a type three for you. So they're often image oriented and they even project even a false winning image to cover up deep weaknesses. So even if they have a bad day, They'll be out there giving their selfies. Look how great a day. Look how great my relationships are and all that. And in, in reality, their relationship is crap and their day's like horrible. But they got to fake it. It's so important for them to fake it, fake it until they make it. So what is their agenda? To create a winning image that everyone loves, whether that winning image is real or not. That is the question. So the immediate defense to conflict. So now... When they're triggered, here's their immediate defense. Now, threes are extroverts, and they turn on the charm attack when faced with challenges. Usually, they won't fight or debate you. They'll flip on a smile, turn up the politeness, and convince you that there is nothing to fear. They are the greatest salesmen out there, and they can sell ice to an Eskimo. Yep, that's the type three achiever. So, you know, got to be careful. Just I'm telling you, got to be careful. So what is their greatest fear? Threes will lose sleep over losing. They dread being insignificant and having no impact in the world. So some type threes may even fear being unremembered or even worse, going down in history as anything other than a winner. So who are the type threes in the real world? Well, picture in the mind the stereotypical businessman or businesswoman, I put business person on my website, um, who is a workaholic and obsessed with achieving. So that's a run-of-the-mill type three. Um, again, a lot of movies include type threes, like Scrooge was a type three probably, right? You know, just all about working, making money for himself, looking good and not being generous at all. Um, they work hard to reap the benefits, to build up the image they want to sell, which is success. And what they slave over can be anything from work to their time in the gym. And in the end, they want to know, they want you to know how accomplished they are. So have you ever encountered a gym rat who is, who is selfie happy? How about an individual who loves to take selfies next to the fancy car that they worked so hard for, which is parked in a nice house and next to the perfect looking spouse? Oh, did you see that grand vacation they just got back from on Instagram? Just checking. Making, make sure to like their pic or else they'll really be bothered. Now, social media, it was made for type three. Social media, that's their heaven.
So um, guess what? You know, politicians are usually type threes. Now, automatically, people would think that Donald Trump is a type three. And you know what? He has some type three characteristics in there. Um, he can be very charming. But um, here's the one thing. He, he get he, you know, Donald Trump is, he's a debater. Um, he loves to argue. And that's not one thing type threes love to do because they want to continue to be charming. They're not, you know, the, the type three is not a person to, to start debating you. Um, they they won't. Um, they would. They want to be your friend. They want to be everyone's friend. So they would never like. I don't find type threes um, the type of people to um, to actually stand up for themselves or stand up for what they believe. They just you know they would rather hide for what they truly believe, go along with the flow, and they just want to make sure you like them and they want to make sure you win. Um, they win, so they'll even tell you what you want to hear. So uh, that's where, you know, Donald Trump may look like a type three because he's all into image, but he tells you what you really don't want to hear. So he's okay with making enemies. The type three, hmm, he wants to be loved by everyone, 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 everyone. So now most career politicians are type three achievers, okay? They are very charming and they have a way of saying what you want to hear, only to do the complete opposite when they get into office. Um... Again, they're all about creating an image that you may like, which could be 100% opposite of who they actually are. And are they lying? Yes, most likely. Um, this is why most politicians say they usually come to the center after they're elected, right? So remember, they always say, oh, you know, Joe Biden's going to come to the center. Trump's going to come to the center. You know, um, everyone's going to come to the center because they're just trying to say the right things to their base. Um, and... Other people, like, say, Bernie Sanders and um, AOC, they don't come to the center. You know, Donald Trump didn't come to the center. Um, but so these are people who have their beliefs, and they just stay where they are. So, again, Donald Trump, AOC, Bernie Sanders, all these other, and even some Republicans, um, they're very much type ones. And at least, you know, with the type one, <laughs> you know, they'll be very direct with you, and they're not going to lie to you about their image or what they stand for. You know, they're very, 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 very stubborn. But the most most politicians, they will say whatever they want, whatever they whatever you want to hear. So, so President George Bush Senior, he didn't keep his promise of no new taxes. Remember that? Um, President Obama said he you could keep your doctor if he passed Obamacare. Well, that was a lie. Hillary Clinton um, said it was a YouTube video, not terrorist, that motivated an attack on our U.S. embassy. So she was again, she just wanted to win, right? Um, President Bush, um, Jr., W, right? He said there was no WMDs in Iraq. I mean, he said there were WMDs, in our, um, Weapons of Mass Destruction, for those of you who don't know the acronym. Um, but he said there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, lied completely because he wanted to go along with the party line. Again, he was just saying it, you know, lies, lies, and lies. And guess what? They did this all with a smile. The Type 3 can live with themselves while lying, okay? That's that's pretty scary, really scary. So currently in Washington, um, there's a new type of personality type that's in, that has invaded their safe space, and that happens to be the type one reformer. Again, that's Donald Trump, AOC, Bernie Sanders. So type ones can be direct, rude, unapologetic, and up to challenge the type three's image. And this doesn't sit well with the type three achiever, especially if their image is a mirage. So a type one would typically call their fakeness out. And this is why you see um, there's so much 
I guess there, there's so much of a backlash. Like type, like you have Republican and Democrat in Washington, but more than likely you have the type three achiever personality. So you're going to get a lot of people who just hate Donald Trump because he goes against their image, like what, like their entire, their, their entire system over there. Um, they're going to, you, you'll find both Republican and Democrat hate Bernie Sanders, you know, Republican Democrat hate AOC because again, they go, they go against the establishment and, you know, you, um, they, they just want things the way they are, easy money, easy lies, you know, their lifestyle, and, and they just want it to be back to normal. So uh, type threes, oh boy, all over politicians. I mean, just all over Washington, all over Washington. And, oh, by the way, the type three, <laughs> a lot of times morality, they're, <laughs> they're far away from, from doing the right or the right thing. They, they, have a, they, have, they have a tendency to do more of the wrong thing than the right thing. I remember when um, we had the G20 here in Hawaii. I think it was the G20 here. Yeah, the G10 or G20. I'm not sure what it was up to. But all of these politicians flew down to Hawaii and all of these prostitutes. We just, all of a sudden, sudden Waikiki was just flooded with prostitutes. And um, it, was, it was amazing. Like, I mean, they were walking all around everywhere. I mean, we have, we have prostitutes already here in Waikiki, but we had so much more of them when the G20 came down. I mean, and, and then... Um, Talk, there, there was a, um, there were, I think there was a, a um, an article in the newspaper, and it said, yeah, this happens all the time uh, around the G20. Um, the sex trafficker, the sex trafficking trade, follows the politicians, politicians from all across the world, and these are politicians who are, you know, again, doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, and again, there are people surrounding them. They're all preaching to you, you know, how moral they are and how righteous they are, and here they are using prostitutes, which, by the way. Many of them are underage, okay? So again, they're all fake. Most of them are all fake, right? And, and again, you won't be able to be able to tell. And for all I care, you know, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, AOC, even though, even though I say Donald Trump is a, is a type one, he could be fake too. You know, right now, I, my personal opinion is that he's not. But, you know, he could be. He just could be a very good liar. So um, it's really, you know, yeah, you have to do your investigation on this, these things. So, um, but don't worry, you know, I know I'm talking bad about them, but they're very good as well. So, uh, you know, Deion Sanders, um, he's a really good, healthy type three. So um, Deion Sanders, he's one of the most prolific football players in NFL history, and he's most likely healthy type three. He doesn't lie to create a winning image. He actually works hard performs well and earns every accolade. So again, his accolades, you know, he's the true, he's the real thing. So he, he is a self-confessed workaholic. And during his professional career as an athlete, he played both football and baseball. So he is, in my opinion, a modern day Renaissance man. So when they're healthy, their accolades, their, their, um, their image of winning isn't fake. So that's where you can see that they're still very charismatic and they're workaholics, right? Um, but they're not fake. And um, that's when you can tell they're very, very healthy, okay? The fake ones, the, the, when they're unhealthy, they're fake. When they're healthy, they're fake. When, when, they're, when they're healthy, they're real. So what is their spirit animal? Um, well, I, I say it's the beaver because, um, yes, this furry little animal who works day and night building dams, um, when they are not working, they are busy grooming themselves, making sure every strand of fur is perfect. So, again, they're working hard and they're looking good. So just have to remember, you know, beavers, you know, the worker, worker beavers always working on their dam and then making sure they look really nice and furry 
really good for the cameras, right? So uh, why don't we get into the fictional examples here? So unhealthy type three achievers are probably the most overused personality type for bad guys, aka, AKA antagonists. In the, and this is in the fictional universe, okay? So, and it's so awful that once you learn the Enneagram, you can pretty much predict who will be the villain. So when you watch these shows, you say, oh God, it's the type threes, the evil businessman, right? So once the well-dressed rich businessman appears, you, automatic, you automatically can assume that he wants to destroy the world well, somehow for money or image, right? And maybe he wants to sleep with the hero's wife too. So, uh, you know, you create like a, a you know, <laughs> a bad boy type three. It's kind of like, oh, right. It's been done how many times over? So, you know, there's the kingpin, you know, over there in the Marvel Universe, also known as Wilson Fisk. And then, um, to refresh your memory, he was the nemesis of Spider-Man, Daredevil, and the Punisher. So he was the big, bald dude that was a typical charismatic man, obsessed with winning at any cost, and in love with wealth. He also held board meetings for, like, criminals. Like, as though in real life, criminals actually hold board meetings, right? And then, why don't we take minutes for our, crimi- our, our, our criminal enterprise? <laughs> really, right? And then um, there was Lex Luthor. Another rich, rich, evil guy obsessed with like winning, winning, winning and just being a greedy, greedy type three. So ring a bell. Remember, he was Superman's nemesis. Yeah, another bald guy and uh, another wealthy businessman who wanted more money, more than to be wealthy. He wanted to rule the world. So um, do you think writers are self-projecting their agenda a bit too much in movies? You know, you would think after 50 years, they changed the formula, right? So then there's the Hallmark movies, right? So it's always like, um, I'm not sure if you watch them. My, my parents are just, they love to watch them. Um, but it's always unhealthy type three who works too hard to enjoy Christmas. And he's the, the usual generic pre- um, premise that follows you, follows was the thought that if the main character would just, you know, have more Christmas spirit and put their type three personal agenda aside, they could maybe cure cancer. So, um, and by the way, if you're wondering, most Hallmark movies are written from the antagonist's point of view, who happens also to be a type three. Very, very, very boring. So uh, so it's very predictable. Right? When I see it, I'm like, oh, okay, we'll just uh, you know, write a type three as the antagonist and call it a Hallmark movie at the night. So anyway, going back to like uh, other things here. Now, Tony Stark, I just have to say here, I wrote a little note, little note here um, on my website. This is all I have to say is thank God for Tony Stark. Uh, finally, a heroic type three, a character who loves wealth, loves the attention, and isn't afraid to admit it. So Tony Stark is your your um, your prototypical type three again, where he's wealthy, workaholic, has a problem like you know he loves the the, the, the limelight, but has a problem communicating his um, feelings to Pepper, right? And um, but you know he can create an, create an arc react, reactor out of like trash but he can't like, you know, communicate the love he has for this woman. And um, that's also typical of a, of a type three. They have a very hard time um, communicating their emotions. Um, but working, working comes really natural to them. They're really, really great workers, by the way. And if I sound, I don't, I don't want to sound too negative on them because they're, they are good people. Like when they're healthy, again, when they're healthy, they're real and they're, they're great. They're winning. Like when they actually win, and achieve what they're accomplishing, then it's a really good thing. It's just that when they're fake, you can't tell. That's what really bugs me, to me, me about them. And it's not like I've really been, you know, taking advantage of a type three before, um, but it just bugs me because a lot of um, a lot of criminals are type three, especially like uh, 
people who embezzle money and everything like that, they're type threes, you know, people who like uh, rip off women, you know, or people who are catfish a lot of times, you know, they can be type threes. So, uh, okay, now, now here's, here's, like the, here's like the thing here. So I'm going to read here. An important note, before I jump into describing the different nuances of healthy average and, and healthy versions, versions of the type three, it's crucial that I mention that all renditions of this personality can look and behave on the surface very similar but their motivations would differ. So for let's, why don't we take the gym selfie type three? An unhealthy version will share this picture because they are masking other insecurities that want to distract you from. Uh, maybe, having, maybe they're having problems at home. Maybe they're going broke. Uh, maybe they're conning you. But the gym selfie is used to create a false image to distract you. So that's the unhealthy version of a gym selfie type three. Now, an average version of the gym selfie guy um, uses, um, uses the gym selfie to seek appreciation and to seek validation. Um, they want you to like their picture. They want you to hit that little heart, right? So they know that others are watching and listening. And they love showing off their body, but don't want to be caught a narcissist, so they always attach a deep thought about life to each gym selfie to throw their audience off. Because this gym selfie is not about me, it's about you. And what you think about them is very important. So if you ever see those gym selfie people, then they have that little deep thought quote on the bottom, like, oh, life is, you know, life is such a, life is like a box of chocolates. And you have a picture of them, like, you know, you know, very tight clothes and their abs are showing out. And it has nothing to do with their quote. It's all a ruse, right? But then again, they just want you to like it. They want, they need that validation. And it's not like as though life is going bad for them. They just want that validation for them, and, and it helps them get through their day. Now, a healthy version of a type 3, a gym selfie type 3, uh, would be confident in who they are, how they look, and really are, they really are not ashamed of sharing that picture. So they don't care about what you think. Even if you say they are a narcissist, they don't care. And they are not seeking validation or approval. Again, they don't, again, they don't care. They are just sharing a gym selfie because they want to show everyone the results of their hard work. So no deep thoughts or quotes are needed usually. Um, they don't like it. It doesn't bother them. But they still want you to know that they look good. So again, these are here's a gym selfie, you know, type three. And again, there's an, an unhealthy version, an average version, and a healthy version of it, right? And I kind of outlined them right for you right there. You can kind of review it on my website. But again, these little, these very little nuances you have to know when you write these characters. So if you're writing an, an unhealthy version versus an average version versus a healthy version, you have to know the little minute differences between each one of them, okay? And again, there's even more differences from them. You just have to dive into it and get really, really into it when you start writing your characters. So if you're going to say, I'm going to write this character as a type three, and he's average, or really get into when they take that gym selfie um, photo of themselves or something like that, what's really making them tick? That's how deep you have to go. And that Enneagram allows you to go that deep, okay? So... So what's their, what's their function in life? So what, why does the world need a type three? So without threes in this world, nothing could get done. So they're the go-getters, the doers, hence their nickname, the achievers. So they take classroom theories and put them to the test and they engineer dreams into realities. So this is very important that you have to know. So like Einstein, Einstein, he, um, he created you know, E equals MC squared. 
but he didn't do nothing with it, anything. He didn't do anything. It was it took a type three to actually put his his philosophy, his theory to work. If if no one if there was no type three to put his um his intellect to work, nothing would have happened with it. Okay, so again, you know, you know, uh, uh, um, Einstein is not a type three; he's actually a type five intellect. So this is the synergy, like why, like why type threes are so important. Without the type threes, the type five, none of their, without without the type threes, none of what the type fives accomplish over there in the universities and all their theorems and everything, they will never be. Nothing will come from, from the tree that creates fruit. You know, they bear the fruit with the type threes who use that fruit to manufacture something, to make a great, a great dish of like uh, inventions, okay? So what are the average characteristics of a type three? Well, average type threes are very mostly secure in who they are. So they don't have these fragile egos and they don't require constant validation from others. Now, these personalities are usually extroverts who are very charming salesmen. Again, charming, 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 charming. And threes tend to be the snazzy dressers in society. Yep. Yeah, they own a lot of pairs of shoes and everything. <laughs> so the image they portray is just as important as winning every winning. Because everything they do, from their hobbies to the car they drive, to the house they live in, to their clothes, and the wine that they drink is top shelf. It's first class. Um, they are the top of the food chain, okay? And they want you to know it. So why do they dress like winners? Well, if you're not jealous yet, you will be. Because it's because they are winners. Yep, they win. And they win quite often. And they can be quite competitive and obsessive about it. And if they're not winning, they're placing around the top. So hearing how threes win all the time can be quite depressing, to be honest, but it's still difficult to hate them. It's very difficult because threes are very, very likable, and they are great storytellers and fun to be around. So I'm sure you're foaming at the mouth like I am, waiting to hear the dirt on the average type three. Well, kind of. I kind of told you all the type, all the bad things about type three already, right? Well, I'm dying to write about it because threes compulsively, because threes compulsively succeed, they can take on too many projects, spreading themselves too thin. Um, so this usually leads to larger problems, such as missing out on the bigger picture. Um, even healthy type threes, they're workaholics. So, you know, sometimes work takes, you know, you know, work is more important than family. That's, that's a typical problem of a type, even a healthy type three. So, uh, for example, being a good father or a great mother can be rough for a type three. Uh, paying attention to their spouse's needs is extraordinarily difficult for them. Um, even though it's quite easy to do that, they just don't take the time. They'll probably, you know, they'll probably spend more time with their business than their spouse. Um, and again, it requires time and then having a good time. This is really interesting because they, they type threes, they love to work. They like to win the, um, they like to show off their trophies, um, but they have a hard time actually having a good time. So even when they're on a vacation, They'll be so busy taking pictures of themselves, making sure, making sure they keep up this image of winning, um, that they'll live with their cell phone, but they won't really have a good time. I mean, I, I mean, you, you've seen them, you know, over, you've seen them in, 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 in real life. Here they are, you know, with their selfie camera, their selfie stick, and they're saying, oh, they're, they're having fun. But in real life, they're not really having that much fun. They're showing you 
an image on on Instagram, Instagram stories that they're having a ball. But when you see it being made in real person, uh, you know, once that camera is off, they're not they're not usually having a good time. Not at all. You know, they're just doing everything for the camera. So um, so why is it so hard for them to for this to for this? Why is it so hard for the type three? Well, type threes are project and equation based. So projects get done, equations get solved. So, but there's no end to being a spouse. So it's not a project. So, and not every equation in marriage can be solved directly. So sometimes answers are subjective and not literal in a wedding. So solutions to relationships can be metaphoric and sometimes sometimes very unrealistic. Okay, they are. And you know, one plus one equals one in a relationship, right? You know, I give 100%, she gives 100%, and this relationship is 100%. It doesn't make sense, right? So overall, again, all a marriage requires is time and having a good time. So easy, but it's very difficult for a type three. Just go home, have a good time with your wife. Ugh, hard to do. So like most type threes, Tony Stark has problems with deep communication, right? And, uh, and if you think type threes are great communicators, you're in for a surprise. And while, they, while they may be able to give a speech quite well, and they may be fun to hang around with, when it comes to deep conversations with people, well, the training wheels come back on, and they are not good at expressing their inner emotions. Um, type fours, which you'll learn about next, they're really good at expressing their inner emotions. In fact, they can't shut up about it, right? But um, type threes, hmm, they, they can't, they can't. They'll love talking about their work. They'll love talking about their vacation. They'll love talking about, you know, how just joking and, and, and all these like superficial things, but getting deep down inside of their feelings, hmm, that's very, very tough for them. So the triggers of a type three. Now, the trigger line of a type three takes a beeline directly to the um, type nine peacekeeper. So what type of actions are more likely to piss off a type three? Well, basically someone who sits on their ass and finds every excuse in the book not to move forward. So they don't like lazy people. They really, really don't. They don't like people who are staying at home. They want them to work, 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 work. And um, so unhealthy characteristics of a type three, well, as a quick reminder, there's a difference between a triggered personality and an unhealthy one. We talked about that last time, but we're going to go over it again. Um, a triggered personality may have unhealthy characteristics, but they are only temporary. Okay, temporary, temporary, temporary. A trip to the unhealthy zone may last a minute, an hour, a day, or a week. The keyword that it's a bad vacation and they'll return home soon. All right? I said that in the last one. An unhealthy personality will sit and soak in the personal turmoil until they mature, become self-aware, and self-correct. So again, unhealthy when, it, when someone's an, an unhealthy three, they're that way for a while. It's almost permanent until they fix it themselves. A triggered one, you know, when a trigger, when, when a when a healthy type three gets triggered, they'll go to unhealthy and they'll bounce back to healthy. Okay, like like a little, like a little, like a scale. Like when you get on and off a scale, bounce back. The unhealthy personality tips the scale and it stays there. All right. So a trigger three. Um, Retreats into a cave, much like a type 8 or 9. That's what I've seen. And um, as they are at first paralyzed with fear, and um, because uh, not having a solution scares the crap out of them, to be honest. But once they are in the cave and settled their emotions, they usually devise a plan or a possible solution and reemerge to take that task on at full throttle. That's a trigger three, right? Now, an unhealthy type three, that gets a little complicated. 
Now, I need to quickly point out that an unhealthy type 3 shares zero characteristics with an unhealthy 9 personality. So, and an unhealthy 3 is in a league of its own. Okay. And this is where we're going to go into like how scary they are. So achieving the image of being a winner is more important than being a real winner to an unhealthy type 3 because it covers their insecurities of being useless or even flat out stupid. So in healthy type threes, we're always okay with, you know, they're always okay with faking it all the way to the end. And they were seeking, because they're seeking um, that feeling of validation. So faking it was probably one of the good skill, any, faking it was probably the one good skill an unhealthy type three had. They were charming people. And I mean, they are charming people. They'll charm you out of a dollar and they'll charm you out of your life savings. And so we're going to go into examples of unhealthy type threes. So there's Bernie Madoff, Elizabeth Holmes, and Billy McFarlane. And I'm not sure if you know those people right offhand, but um, Bernie Madoff, um, he scammed people like a, he was he was known as a guru stock investor and financial investor over there on Wall Street. Well, he was actually running a pyramid scheme. Um, Elizabeth Holmes, uh, she did, she she was this uh, one woman who. Um, very young woman who became a billionaire who said she developed this um, this computer technology that if you prick your finger, it could diagnose you with a lot of, you know, instead of taking a vial of blood from you, all it, need, all it needed is a prick of, prick of blood from your finger, and it could diagnose diabetes, uh, all these ailments and everything, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it, was, it was thought to be groundbreaking technology, and she became a billionaire, billionaire office because everyone just kept giving her money. Well, her product never worked. It didn't come close to working. But she scammed everyone on this, 100%. And um, she's probably going to go to jail. Um, Billy McFarlane, well, this guy here, um, he claimed to be this entrepreneur and investing in all these different types of things. And he threw this, he threw this event called FIRE, um, F-Y-R-E. And um, he took everyone's money. And the event never even went on. 100% fake, and he scammed some really smart people. And again, Bernie Madoff, Elizabeth Holmes, Billy McFarlane, they scammed so many people, and nobody nobody knew it. Nobody knew it. In fact, I, th I had a few friends who told me Elizabeth Holmes was just, just this incredible young woman. Um, she, in fact, she came down to Hawaii, and uh, they said they had met her, and they told me, wow, she's just so smart, and you got to meet her, Steve. She's, like, incredible. She's only, like, in her mid-20s, and she's a billionaire already. She created this technology. And I said, something doesn't sound right. Like, it just doesn't sound right at all. Like, if it, like my main thing was, like, you know, if, if it, you know, if, if this technology actually worked, why wasn't everyone using it? And, um, and they said, oh, it's just basically new, right? But, uh, yeah, happened to be all fake. You know, I was right. They were wrong. Okay, so let's get into the growth for a type three. So the growth line for for the three goes straight to the six loyalists, which means in order for the average three to grow, um, they need to embrace the the loyal qualities of a healthy type six. So, for example, that busy business that busy businessman's priorities should be placed with his wife being loyal and less selfish. Sounds pretty simple, right? So again, one more time, the achiever has to be less of a workaholic and be home with his kids and his wife. Really simple. That's what a type six does. And that's what it's so hard for the type three to accomplish that. So um, 
it's easier though for the type three to um to engage his wing which is the type two helper so remember, remember we just talked about the type two and that's where and that's how growth happens to um for everyone for 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 every personality type other than the nine um you have to embrace their the wing right next to you that's closest to the nine and in this case of the type three it's a type two for the type two it's a type one and for the type one it's a type nine Right, so in this case, when the type three embraces the type two wing, they become a lot more helpful, a lot less selfish. So, um, and and naturally, just by being more helpful, they become much more loyal. That's how it works. So unhealthy threes can unhealthy threes can look like healthy threes. So isn't that scary? So think about that for a quick second and let it set in. This is where this is why there are such things as fraudsters or con men. So an unhealthy three can look like a healthy three. Because again, they're conning you. Alright? Unhealthy three can look like a healthy three. <laughs> it's very scary. It's very scary. Because they are just as talented of a salesman as healthy threes. Just as when they're un- unhealthy and healthy, they're just as good of a salesman. They are just as charming. Either way, either way, scary stuff. So the main difference between an between an unhealthy three and a healthy three is their image. That's all. So we'll go back to Tony Stark right now. So I know I'm kind of confusing you here with, with the podcast. So Tony Stark, even when he's not healthy, he's still charming. When Tony Stark is healthy, he's still charming, right? The only difference is that you know. You know, um, it with he, he can't he can't commit to Pepper when he's an he's an, an unhealthy three, but he can when he is a healthy three, right? He when he was unhealthy, he was doing things all for himself, all for the camera. Hey, I am Iron Man, going out there and bragging he is Iron Man. Then he got healthy at the end, and then he said, "I am Iron Man," and snapped his fingers and sacrificed his work, his body, and his his life for the world. Remember that? And that's, again, sacrificial and helping everyone out. That's the type two, the wing. So he embraced his wing at the last end. And that's how we actually write characters right there. So we, so if we, are, if we were writing a character and say, hey, I got this. If I were writing Tony Stark, I say, hey, I got this unhealthy type three. And at the end, he's going to embrace his wing. And he's going to sacrifice himself. And... uh screenwriters or storytellers who are very aware of the Enneagram, that's how we would talk. Again, not everyone uses uses the Enneagram. A handful of us do, but not everyone does. Not everyone does. Okay, so um, in order for a type 3 to be healthy, they must truly embrace their type 2 wing and visit the type 1 personality quite often. So again, (laughs) they have to visit visit the type 1 because the type 1 is that morality thing, right? So embracing their type two wing will, will result in caring for others and visiting the type one will keep their ambitions and priorities on the straight and narrow path. Very, very, very important that they do that. So the great examples of healthy type threes to me is Deion Sanders and Shannon Sharp. So these are both like really good sports figures. Shannon Sharp, I tell me, he's like one of the, one of the, one of the most best dressed people on TV. You, you just watch him on like um, uh, the Undisputed, Skip and Shannon. And Shannon Sharp, he knows how to dress. He knows how to look good. And he's so fun to listen to. 
he's wrong most of the time, but he's so funny. Um, but but he's very very healthy. He's very 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 healthy. Again, though, he's been um, divorced quite often. Has many girlfriends and everything. And it's not that he's out there trying to trying to find a lot of girlfriends. It's just he, they're very hard. He works so much. It's hard for him to commit. It's hard for him to commit to a woman. It really is. Okay, it's 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 easier for him to commit to doing his show than for him to commit to, to for him to commit to a woman. It's it's like that for all type threes. So our type three is narcissists. Well, they could be, but think again. Now, type threes are often mistaken for narcissists because from the surface they look very materialistic and sound as though they are constantly bragging about their accomplishments. But having those characteristics doesn't mean they have a mental disorder. This is just the way a type three communicates. So the, the key ingredient to a true narcissist is the amount of empathy they have. So for a narcissist, their empathy, pay, their empathy tank is on empty, completely empty. Okay? They don't care about you, your family, or anyone else except themselves. And that gives birth to more problems. So we, we can't say that type threes are naturally narcissist, right? But maybe an un, unhealthy one is actually you know, kind of like that because they'll kind of... you know. Steal from you with a, with a smile, smile on their face, right? So a type 3 can be a narcissist, but so can the rest of the other personalities out there. I mean, every single personality out there on top of the Enneagram is capable of being a narcissist. Now, there is a very good chance that an unhealthy type 3 suffers from nar- narcissistic personality disorder. I think that's very true. Uh, but it won't be obvious when you encounter it. So because they're, because they're so charming, <laughs> because the type 3, the unhealthy type 3 is so charming, you won't realize he's unhealthy. Uh, and, and that's what scares the hell out of me um, because you just don't know what the truth is. You know, it, and it makes you second guess everyone. You say, wow, you know, this person's so nice and you know, the, you know, they're, they're saying all the right things and in your mind you're saying, wow, a person can't be this nice. And, and they, they still keep sell, selling you that image of like, wow, they're so nice, they're so perfect and everything like this. And all that, yeah, well, they're, they're not. They're not, you know, a lot of times. It's all, it's all a ruse. So, why don't we get into the mischaracterizations? So anyone who likes to dress nice and talk about themselves must be of type 3, right? Well, there's a good chance that they are. But remember, what's under the hood is still more important than what's on the shiny exterior. So I'm going to go into the different nuances again, right? So this is very important. And I'll try to explain it, I'll try to, explain it to you without tripping over my own tongue. So, uh, so when it comes to their image, okay? Image, image, image. Now, threes are very much all about, about their image, but so are fours. So you haven't learned about fours yet. You will in the next podcast, right? But the type four, they will create an image that separates themselves from the social norm. Um, their image is also part of their identity, a manifestation of their feelings. So type fours are always trying to find an identity. These are people who are like artists and everything, like Elton. Why don't we say Elton John, Michael Jackson, Prince? You know, they dressed very like in an abstract way. Um, now, the, a lot of times these artists, they embrace their type three way, right, for growth, right? But then um, they, they're very out there, you know, and, and that image is bound to their identity completely. Now, for type threes, their image is a display of their accomplishments. So, and usually they're not going to dress outlandish, at all, like, you know, how Michael Jackson did all the surgery to himself and Elton John does all this. They're not going to dye their hair pink or anything like that. Um, they just want to dress nice because they want to show off that, they've, that they won. 
So Shannon Sharp, he dresses up really sharp just to show that, hey, look at me. I look good. You know, Deion Sanders, I look good. I look really, really good. They're not going to try to, like, you know, buck the trend at all. Um, uh, and some will because, you know, they, they want to stand out. Like, say, Cam Newton wants to stand, stand out. Um, they have, you know, wild, you know, it's not part of their identity. A type four, their identity is tied to their image that they, that they portray. All right. Okay. So here we, here we also go on to the next one. Type one, threes, and eights are the extroverts of the Enneagram. And, but how they communicate, they're slightly different. All right. So type one, we learned about, that's the reformer. Type three is the achiever. The eight we didn't learn about yet. That's the challenger. Um, the type eight is a natural born leader. Uh, that's, but they're also in your face, very strong personalities. Think Wolverine and Deadpool. All right. Wolverine and Deadpool, um, very much type A personalities in your face, all about strength. So here's the way they communicate. So type ones, um, they, t- they tend to be complainers, debaters, pointing out the faults of society and others. And, you know, they're kind of, natural comedians in a way so comedy comes natural naturally to a type one um, as they can find all the quirks in life that we forget to laugh about so usually type ones are comedians a lot of times and remember that they always want to fix everything so and threes just want to fix themselves so the type ones are all about fixing society and fixing the world and fixing this well, the type three just wants to fix themselves they're very very much inward looking okay now, the type eights, when they're out there, now these personalities are the drill sergeants of the world, and they are far from charming. They're in your face. So you'll, you'll know it. When you, when you run into someone who just in your face, very harsh, you know, you know like, a, like a football coach or a boxing coach, you'll know they're, you know, you'll know they're a type eight. You know, you know, they're not going to charm the pants off of you. Okay, and then with the type threes, they're always very appealing, and they're entertaining communicators. So again, they're all extroverts. The type one, three, and eight, they're all extroverts. The type three is the one that charms your pants off. The type eight is the one that intimidates you. And the type one is the one that complains. Got it? Pretty easy, right? Pretty easy. Kind of (laughs) easy. Sorry, guys. All right. We're almost all done with this. We're 44 minutes in. Trust me. I know it's been a long one, but hang in there. Okay, so... Working with a type three achiever is very important. Okay, so you're going to find a lot of them in a, and you're going to find a lot of them in Hollywood too. So you may be rubbing shoulders with them. Um, type fours, by the way, when type four, type fours have to embrace their type three to be healthy, just to let you know. So a lot of entertainers are type four personalities who have embraced their type threes. So their image, they're heavily image-oriented and they're workaholics and they have to have things done their way. So this is, <laughs> it's tough to work with an artist who has accomplished everything and they need things done their way. I mean, trust me, it is tough. It is tough. Okay, so uh, working with a type 3 achiever. Now, if you have an average to healthy type 3 on your team, you're in for a treat. They are natural leaders. And they will know how to work under pressure. So they'll work overtime and also know who to delegate responsibilities to. And they'll do it quite effortlessly. And everyone will love working with an average to healthy type 3 because they're just so charismatic and fun. So if you have a product to plug, 
Now, type threes are incredible. You put them in front of a camera, they can sell it. So type threes, hmm, good in front of the camera. They also look good too. They, all, they know how to dress good. Now, if you have an, an unhealthy type three, unhealthy on your team, many times you won't know it until the end and everything falls apart. Um, type threes are compulsive liars and very good at it. They paint an image of being highly skilled, qualified for the job and up to the task, but it's all a mirage. So you will spot red flags in the beginning, but their charisma will make you think differently and get out before it's too late. So uh, that's what I wrote on my page. That's easier said than done. That's easier said than done. I mean, I've been on some, uh, I've been on some jobs when I thought, you know, this, this person, person was just so great. And it's like, you know, it's like trying to find a good contractor. They, man, they talk a good story, but they're, they're not, they're far, so far from it. I wonder if contractors are all type threes. Huh? It's a good question, right? But, um, yeah, that's why I think type threes are pretty scary. They, they're, out of all the personality types, like I told you, they, they scare the hell out of me. Because, um, again, like, they're, they're just so good liars. I keep saying it over and over again, but uh, it's just the truth. All right, so uh, next up here is going to be the type four and five. I'm going to be doing two per week. And um, so the type four and type five is next week. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. Trust me, it's going to be worth it in the end. Um, you're going to have to learn all nine, and then it's gonna, you're going to have to, you know, after the podcast, you're probably going to have to re-listen to the podcast, read what I wrote, um, and then keep let it soak in. Let, let, let it really all soak in. And then there'll be some exercises that I want you to do, like um, simple things like watching TV or watching a movie and trying to label characters off the Enneagram. And everyone will have different different perspectives of um, which um, which characters are what. They'll, you'll say, oh, maybe Tony Stark is a type 1 or a type 8 or type this. And um, it's really okay because um, when it comes down to this, uh, it's all, it's everyone has a different, you know, opinion and a perspective on how to write a character and how to interpret someone. But it's not, nothing, is, there's really no one right answer. To, it's just, it's just your perspective, okay? So if I think, for example, if I think Donald Trump is a type one and you think he's a type eight, well, that's just your perspective. And you just have to write it as though from your perspective. And that's where the art of story comes in. Now, who is more accurate than another? Well, that's, that's for the audience to always decide, right? You know, but you should you know, learn to stand by your own work and try to make it what you feel is the most accurate and the, what you have to stop doing. And here's what the Enneagram stops you from doing. The Enneagram, the Enneagram helps you stop self-projecting yourself into the story you want to tell. So, you know, characters don't act like you. They act like what they should be on the Enneagram. And when you try to interpret people, you try to, you know, again, kind of stereotype them a little, right? And you have to see if they fall into line with, you know, the, how they how they disintegrate, how they get triggered, their fears, and you do your research research and say, am I on the right track when I try to classify this real person as a type five or type six? And you have to be very critical of your own assessment. So, and even then, you, you may differ than, than another writer. And that's a lot of times when I was writing, you know, a lot of times we have these conversations. I say, I want to write, I want to write, you know, this character as a type five, five or a type four. And this, and I think they're more, more of a type two. And then you have this debate. Well, I don't think so. I don't think that. And then 
but it, that debate, it helps you create a better character, a more accurate character. All right, man. So it's been 50 minutes now. It's time to end it here. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're still awake. All right, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.